This is Offspin. If somebody is watching this uh, right at the start of the investing journey, say 25, just started earning for the last one year, is it a right time to reach out to an RIA? And if not, why not? It depends on what the kind of job you're doing. For example, if there's somebody who's just graduated from uh, from a top MBA school and just started working, they're not going to have any time at all. They're going to be working 16, 18 hours a day. Yeah. They're not going to have weekends, nothing. For them, selecting an RIA is probably the best investment they could ever make. They can outsource it. They just need to do what they tell you and it's done. Mm. But for somebody who's you know, starting out with not that big a salary, I would say, uh, they, first of all, they would be not so inclined to pay a fee which is equal to their salary. Many of the fees, 15, even 15,000, for a guy earning 30, 40,000, 15,000 is a big money. Yeah. Uh, in although it's one per per year, they would still hesitate. So I would say that's fine. It's fine to hesitate, but don't make mistakes. Don't buy products just for saving tax without you know uh, taking the time to do a proper financial planning. There are many resources available to do proper financial planning today. This is that offspin original you've all been waiting for. It's time. For Let's Get Rich with Patu. Welcome to this episode 23 of Let's Get Rich with Patu. Uh, we ended last week's episode where Patu gave us some tips and tricks to help us decide while selecting RIAs for our own personal journey and financial planning. Here we continue on this particular topic on this episode of Let's Get Rich with Patu, and this is how our conversation went. To push you on that a little bit on when you're selecting it, is there any other criteria? Like, of course, it's be price and what you're comfortable paying. But is there any kind of rating of an RIA? Is there any track record of an RIA? How do, is there any information that will help me decide which RIA to go with? Or is, is it literally, I speak to 10, I hit it off with one, and it's literally a human-to-human relation. And then, But what if that's not the best person? You know, that's my... Yeah, that is a problem. Um, see, the, there are many things. First of all, let's take doctors. Right? I, I have an issue and I want to go to a specialist. I don't know the specialist. Maybe my physician, my family physician recommends, then I won't ask questions. But if I don't know, if, I, if that there's no such recommendation, I, I can go and ask a couple of people who's, who had similar issues and uh, ask them, have they been cured or are their conditions manageable? So we have a success rate. We look for the success rate of the doctor exactly. and go to the yeah. doctor. But in the case of financial planning, particularly for long-term goals, you can't define a success rate because my retirement is 25 years away from now and I want to start the relationship with the financial planner today. I can only tell you if, if I'm successful 25 years later. Mm. All I can tell you is, do I feel comfortable? Do I feel happy that my finances are in a better place after having Start, uh, met the guy and started the relationship. That is all I can tell you. But 
uh, the problem is again with like Amazon reviews. If you go to Amazon reviews, there'll be like four or five good reviews, five star reviews, four star reviews. That one guy would say terrible product or a terrible thing, book and give one star. And the, the, it would make no sense. Whatever he's saying would be so irrelevant. But many people will click, I find this helpful. The guy who says the product is wrong is assumed to be speaking the truth in today's world. Who are these people saying I found this helpful and based on what? I don't know. You look at any, you look at any product. You've, there are 100 reviews saying the product is good. There's one review that says the product is bad. People will click I found that review helpful. Because they think th that guy is speaking the truth. So it's... Uh, I mean, that's how it is. So, these reviews are also should be taken with a, a big pinch of salt. It's very contextual. It's very personalized. They found sure. it helpful. That doesn't mean we will. So, I would say, yes, I mean, as a, as a person running a business, what would I do? I would run, I would open a test pilot, uh, sorry, trust pilot, right? Trust pilot kind of account. Or I would open a Google uh, My Business account. And I would get my best clients to go and write reviews there. Hmm. That's what I would do. Of course, some people would write less than five-star reviews and so on. But that's fine. I, you're going to get it. And I can use that to showcase my business and sell more product. Just like all these, uh, you know, market marketing people do. They sell their courses. They have this one-page web page yeah. and so on. But that's not reliable. Hmm. I would say... Whether it's a good review or a bad review, it's not reliable. You will have to go and talk to the financial planner. In fact, I will show you some uh, results uh, later on. So, um, the question I get is once we talk about all these players and once I say go to a SEBI RA, do you have somebody who you, you can recommend? Yeah. That's the most common question I get. And I noticed this problem in the industry uh, long before the SEBI RA regulations came up. The RA regulations came up in 2013. And a few months before that, I started curating a list of financial advisors. So these are advisors who uh, charge only a flat fee. And they'll mm -hmm. work only for you, no conflict of interest. And uh, this uh, list is more than yeah more than 10 years old now obviously and as on um, today the as of today there are 16 people in that list and and these are people than, you know very well and one on one yeah. relationships etc yes i have interacted with them um, i'll talk about how uh, so there are thousand uh, more than 1000 clients from the free fincal community should be there uh, in wow. fact every year or so we take a survey and uh, I'll show you some survey results. Uh, we also, uh, in October, uh, okay, in September 2017, uh, a few of these advisors and myself and uh, my friend Ashal Jauri, who runs Facebook group Asan Ideas for Wealth, launched uh, a kind of an uh, um, organization, which is, of course, not formal, called Fee Only India, an informal organization. It's called Fee Only India. And it's got a website, you can search for it and so on. There are 23 advisors in that list. And all of them are flat fee advisors. 
Got it. Uh, again, no commissions, no AUM based uh, thing, no conflicts of interest. And, and various uh, fees, I'm assuming, based on yes, experience. Yes, the fees are different. Yeah. The fees are different. Uh, but you will have to go and talk to them. And mm. uh, so I have uh, this year's uh, survey results, which we can look at and where we can sure. uh, talk about the factors for choosing an advisor. Pattu's put together a presentation of sorts to show you very valuable data and I'm about to share it. But before that, Pattu, if you don't mind, I had a question, right? Ever since it's been three or four episodes when we started talking about RIAs, I've been telling everyone in my family and friends, you must go to a SEBI-registered RIA. And then I realized I don't really know what it means to be SEBI-registered. What is the process about? Is it rigorous? What does it take to become SEBI-registered, etc. as an RIA? Uh, these rules keep changing and uh, if my memory serves me right, you need five years of experience in the financial services industry. Okay. And you need an you need a postgraduate degree related okay. to finance. That is uh, my understanding. I could be wrong, but that's my understanding as well. And then are you monitored regularly by SEBI? Is there any kind of... You are monitored too much. Oh, wow. Way too much. The SEBI regulates, over-regulates these advisors. Okay. But yes, so and there is a portal where you can so if in case I don't like the relationship, I don't I have a complaint, you can go to a portal and uh, you know complain about these advisors. It's called SEBI scores portal and so on. So there's a way to you know regulate these entities. But still, it. it is our uh, you know match wavelength matching with matters more. All right, cool. On that note, let me try and share it. Yeah. So uh, we asked several questions in the client survey. And one of the most interesting questions was, what is the most important factor in choosing a financial advi advisor, you know, the fee-only advisor? We call them fee-only advisors. And uh, we asked two questions. The first question was, what are the factors that help you finalize your decision? So these are all clients, right? So they are currently working. And so if you look at this, you have advisors, qualifications, educations, advisors, experience, the fees, advisors, uh, Article, social media posts, recommendation by friends, recommendation on social media, uh, recommendation by Ashal Jauri, who is uh, you know who is very influential in the Facebook group Asan Ideas of Health. Whether the advisor uh, actually spoke in your mother tongue, mm, that for some people key. that could yeah. be important, and um, whether the advisor lives in your city, and uh, whether you like the introductory call with the advisor. And, uh, and an idea suggested by my friend Swapnil Kande, who is also an RIA, whether my expectations matched with the style of the advisor. Fair enough. Right. And so if in the next slide, we have the results. Sure. But to our RIAs full-time, are they doing this full-time or is there scope for them to be part-time makes it SEBI makes it clear that you cannot be part-time. Got it. All right. So if you look at this, uh, we said you can choose as many as factors which are relevant. And if you look at this, the highest is the experience. That's 62%. Mm. And uh, the next highest is the my Please. expectations matching with ah. the style of the, uh, that's 43, the last entity. That's so entry. interesting. What does it really mean, style of so the RI? Every advisor has a style. Some people say I will choose and I will only recommend index funds. Some people will say we can beat the market. 
I will select active funds. Some people will say I will do tactical asset allocation. I will try and time the market. Some people will say I'm a big believer in international equity. So 25-30% of my portfolio will be in international equity. Some people will say I'm a big believer in gold and so on and so on. So these are that's what I mean by style. And you can mm. come to know about the style in two ways. One, your website, that is the advisor's website should be crystal clear, right? It should... When I go there as, as somebody who doesn't know anything, when I come out, I should know some, what the service actually is uh, all right. about. And also about the articles they write, the tweets they put in and so on. And if you uh, look at it, the, the fees only is about 37%. So fees right. is not, fees is important, but not that important. The right. advisor's articles, 34.5%. The introductory call is 36%. The introductory mm. call whether that uh, that actually helped, and if you look at the it, pressure on the RIA for that first call, yeah, but they're okay. They get used to it. They know what yeah. will be asked, and yeah, they know when to reject a client. As an RIA, they get used to it. <laughs> they know. Uh, oh, you mean that happens as well? They reject clients. Is only seven percent. Many clients, because they'll come and say, uh, "I want four percent return over the uh, over the market every year." Hmm. and I, they will say you must give me a report every week it's a time based business right you can't be servicing one client all through it won't work so clients are regularly rejected uh, that's, right. uh, it happens all the time so advisor living in my city is only 7% it's not a key point so fee only advisory is an online business primarily yeah. people today are so comfortable maybe it's because of corona Absolutely, uh, the lockdown. 100%. Yeah, yeah. People are comfortable with Zoom meetings, yeah. and uh, you know, and uh, advisor spoke in my mother tongue is only about thirteen percent. That's mm. not important either. So most people can speak, you know, at least they they can speak English. That's what I assume. Uh, it, that's why it's so. It's probably a reflection of the type of people reaching out to RIAs and their you know education yes. level. I'm sure this will matter a lot once you go into the mass. Which also was a question at the back of my mind, but we'll probably shelve it for now. It won't I mean, work I'm as sh- a it won't work as a mass product. It mm. won't work because the advisors they can't work. See you as an advisor, you want to work with a client who is intelligent. Yeah, who can quickly grasp what you're saying. You don't want a client who is you know who calls you every day and say, "Oh, market has gone down two percent today. Market has gone down four percent today. Oil prices are moving. What happens? Israel war in Israel. So what will happen to stock market? We don't want that kind of people. Most of the people in the mass segment, as we call them, they are not good enough to be to deserve proper financial advisory. They don't want to be. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. They want to stay in that way. There are so many intelligent resources where they can read and, you know, change. But they don't want to. They want easy, easy stuff that it won't mm. work for them. Um, so that's about it. And the next question was, if you had to choose one option from among these, what would be the most important aspect for choosing an advisor? And if you look at this, uh, fees is the blue line, the blue slice very minor yeah it's 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 minor people don't care about the fees the the big thing is uh the 28% is my expectation experience. uh experience my expectations matching with the style of the advisor 
that is the key point mm. of course uh, the uh, the recommendations also matter uh, that's fine that's natural right i mean if you yeah. many people are in a social media forum are going to say x is a good advisor people are going to uh, consult with him so so it's a, it's a, i would say this business is in a very good place and people who want to become ras who are watching this and want to become ras they can seriously consider flat fee advisory provided they have the competence to display i mean uh, mm. there's one thing having competence but you also need the competence to properly display it which i find many advisors don't have they don't know how to write articles or create content they they if you ask them pointed questions they will answer mm. but you have to bring it out to the world right so uh, it's possible. so interesting so, yeah how in different spheres content becomes so important right all right uh patu thank you so much uh, for all this information taking the trouble to even create that so if you want to become an ri make sure you're ready to become a full time ri firstly you have 5 years experience you're a good communicator of course how does one communicate your experience patu how does one convince somebody that i am the experienced person over the one who's just starting out say the truth hmm say the truth i mean uh actually clients like when take take my students for example sure. i regularly tell my students that i don't know how this piece of physics works they respect me more for that mm. uh instead of trying to you know uh, be wishy washy about it and say that's how it is and so on if you go out there and say this is it Th- this is my uh, you know the circle of competence and this is all i know i will i can try and find out and help you so if you do that as an advisor if you're really truthful at so many people say oh i've been investing in the markets for 20 years i've made this much money that much money that puts off people it okay. attracts it attracts some people i definitely agree but it may attract the wrong kind of people hmm. if you want to attract the right kind of people see you want your clients to make you a better advisor that's the only way you can sustain in this business right you want your clients should become uh, should push you to becoming a better advisor a better version of yourselves mm-hmm. that's possible only when you choose intelligent clients right so it uh, that's important last two questions for two um, if somebody is watching this uh, right at the start of their investing journey say 25 just started earning for the last one year is it a right time to reach out to an ria and if not why not it depends on what the kind of job you're doing for example if uh, there's somebody who's just graduated from uh, from a top mba school and just started working they're not going to have any time at all they're going to be working 16 18 hours a day yeah. they're not going to have weekends nothing for them uh, selecting an ria is probably the best investment they could ever make they can outsource it they just need to do what they tell you and it's done hmm. but for somebody who is you know starting out with not that big a salary i would say uh they first of all they would be not so inclined to pay a fee which is equal to their salary many of the fees 15 even 15000 for a guy earning 30 40000 15000 is a big money yeah uh, in although it's one per, per year they would still hesitate so i would say that's fine it's fine to hesitate but don't make mistakes don't buy 
products just for saving tax without you know uh, taking the time to do a proper financial planning there are many resources available to do proper financial planning today read and then invest you can take a six month time to you know uh, wait and invest then you can avoid mistakes if you are in a hurry you're going to clutter your portfolio then you definitely are going to read an ria after two three years so yeah that's yeah and fun episodes coming up as well because patu is putting us in touch with some very interesting rias who will be on our show uh, we'll ask them about their experience and their perspectives and i'm very curious to know their experiences because you know how does one convince a stranger and that's exactly what new clients are to reveal their darkest secrets their financial you know every single detail because without every single detail you can't make a plan for them right patu um but yeah so fun stuff coming up on the show and last question patu i know the answer is very clear you love your job you love teaching physics but perhaps at retirement have you ever thought of becoming an ri or you just want to put your feet up and daydream i'm not good with people i'm not mm. a people person i uh, the i mean i rarely use my phone my phone is just for smss I I I don't talk to people. I I I mean I like getting up on stage and talking. But uh, no, no no, that's not my cup of tea. All you listeners let us know what you feel and how you react to that statement by Pattu in the comments. Like, share and subscribe this episode. Or these two episodes we're still contemplating perhaps Pattu we can break it up into two because we've already crossed 45 minutes. Uh but yes, Lovely recording with you Patu thank you so much and any last words before we call it a close on this entire landscape of professional help for financial planning uh yeah so be careful caveat emptor always be careful uh whether it is diy or uh, you know choosing an advisor be uh, ask yourself what's in it for them when they somebody so strongly suggesting some product or some method there's always a catch and you will have to be wary about it and uh, so the awareness matters awareness is key to uh, success and there'll always be part two people who say even at the end of these two episodes they'll keep saying look i just want somebody to do it for me um and you know there's a huge market for that anyway and if you've got a system that works then stick to it you're happy with where your financial journey is going stick to it but for those who want to take more control and are starting out this these two episodes have been a gold mine but to as ever thank you so much see you on the next episode thank you bye bye you just heard let's get rich with patu an offspin original isn't it the coolest show you've heard in the indian podcasting space and even if it isn't what's the point of getting rich alone right share this show with those you care about and perhaps even with those you don't care about But make sure you share this show with only those who you don't mind being richer than you. The music on this show was created by Pattu's biggest fan, Rajesh Ravi, and everyone on the Offspin team had some part or the other to play on the show. Let me name them quickly: Harshdi Nisrani, Krishant Das, Sandeep Banerjee, Arif Chagla, Anand Krishnan, Rajesh Ravi, and Heer Khan. Heer, by the way, is also to be blamed for giving Pattu his gangster look, which is how he looks on a daily basis. Um, and me, Sadan, your host. Let's get rich is available on all audio platforms wherever you consume your podcasts. So spread the word, and we'll see you next week. You know we do this show only to help you guys, right? But if you're listening and you're that one person 
who has perhaps lost money and are holding it against Pattu or me for making you lose that money, then not only are you a mean person, but you also need to listen to this legal disclaimer. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute any financial advice. Views expressed are not official positions of financial institutions or Pattu or mine for that matter. Although we strongly believe in them, listen to this disclaimer even more carefully. We recommend consulting a qualified professional before making decisions. We disclaim liability for inaccuracies or losses from using this information in our show. By listening, you agree that the host, guests and producers are not only awesome people, but they are not responsible for your financial decisions or outcomes. This is Offspring.